and welcome to the NC podcast. My name is Natasha Collins and I'm the host of this podcast and the founder of NC Real Estate, which includes its members club for landlords and property investors to come and build profitable property portfolios that completely align with their goals. Guys, you want to go and check out my brand new website, it literally dropped last week and I'm so proud of it. Um, the story behind it goes that my old website, I was playing around with the back end of it, broke all of it, had a complete meltdown, found a new designer and I have an amazing new website. So go to ncrealestate.co.uk, show it some love, have a look around, see all of the awesome things that I've got going on over there. I am so proud of it. Honestly, I'm so proud of it. We keep adding to it as well. Um, I'm at a stage in my business where we're doing things done not perfect, although it does look perfect, um, but we're always adding to it because NC Real Estate is an ever-evolving brand and it is my business home. So come and have a look. It is absolutely stunning. I am proud of it. So go to ncrealestate.co.uk. Go see what I've got to offer. Today's podcast is a bit of an end of an era. We are coming to the end of two years in New York City and we are moving on for a time. Our lease on the flat that we rent, yes, we rent in New York because we didn't want to buy. We invested in other things with the money from the house or the flat that we sold in Putney which is where we lived in London. We have decided that now we are at the end of our lease in New York. We're going to have a bit of time out. And we're going to go traveling. But when we say traveling, we have hired ourselves a lovely lake house down in Charleston, South Carolina, which will give us a little bit of that end of year holiday type feel before we decide what we are going to do come January 2021. The decision to move from New York City has really come as kind of accumulation of loads of different things. Number one, we can't come back to the UK right now. As sad as that is, our visas permit us, prevent us from traveling, which has been an ongoing thing that we've had to come to terms with. And Yes, we potentially could come home, although the lockdown is pretty severe on people coming in from the US. We could not come back to the US. Chris needs to be in the US for his job. So we need to preserve that. So we thought, okay, what's the middle ground? We will go and explore somewhere new that we wouldn't be able to go to otherwise because Chris does not have to be in an office until at least July 2021. So we have a little bit of time there and it's just timing that our lease has come to an end. And we thought, well, we'll put everything into storage for a couple of months and we will rent an Airbnb and we'll pack up the animals because they'll obviously come with us and we are going to go somewhere that we wouldn't have otherwise and if you didn't know 10 years ago back in 2010 I traveled the US in between finishing university and starting my full-time job and in that journal the place that I said was my favorite place was Charleston South Carolina Chris has never been and I'm very excited to go back because I love the beach lifestyle I like the outdoor lifestyle and I think three months of that will just be so replenishing for the soul and just give us something else to focus on because being in the city you can 
get very bogged down with things uh, at the time of recording this. New York still hasn't opened up for indoor dining. There's still a lot of restrictions on the things that you can do. It's far better than it was a couple of months ago. But all of our friends that we've made um, whilst we're here, or a lot of them are moving out of the city too. We're thinking, okay, well, do you know what? It's a really good time to explore. But that's not without its sadness of leaving the city. Moving to New York and being over here has just opened our eyes to a world of new possibilities and new things that we could explore. I know it's a lot of people's dreams to live in New York City. And for me, actually being honest, it wasn't necessarily when we, before we moved on my top list of places to come and live in the US. But I am so grateful for the experience because I have met people that have allowed me to explore new opportunities. I mean, Isaac and doing our joint venture over in Jersey City, which is going really, really well. That property will be done by the end of October and on the market and will be sold by the end of the year. And you might be thinking, Natasha, well, why are you leaving now when you've got that project finishing? It doesn't need me anymore. Everything is running smoothly. Everybody is lined up for the end of the year. Isaac doesn't even need to really be there either. We've got a really great project manager on it who's just leading the way. So there is no need for me to be there. It would be lovely, yes, to wander around a finished product and be like, oh, oh, this is amazing. We completed this development. But on the grand scheme of things, I don't need to be there to see it. I will get photos. I will get video walkarounds. It will go on the market. It will be beautiful. And I'm sure based upon the size of the closets that we put in that place, people will take it. It's it, The master bedrooms in both of those condos are the things that I absolutely dream of. So when we buy our next house, I'm going to have massive closets. It's almost going to be rooms that I can hide in. That is the dream. I guess the other thing that I've learned being in New York uh, is the opportunities, the opportunities to meet other entrepreneurs. And it's something that I didn't see as much in London. There, were, there was less of an enthusiasm around starting up a business and really making it grow. Whereas I found that in the US, it's far more of this, yes, jump into it, start your business, grow, be fearless, be brave. And the last two years of being in New York have really opened my eyes to that and allowed me to speak to other people who are doing the same. It's really empowered me to start building my business to start focusing on the fact that I'm moving forward where rather than trying to tweak everything and really make the little things work whereas now I can think with more of a blue sky thinking what is the place that I want to get to next what do I want my business to look like and hey I can run my business from anywhere in the world that was a huge hurdle to get over my in imposter syndrome when I first moved to the US and was like, how can I do this, Natasha? What does this business even look like when I'm not on the ground? And then starting to focus on my brand being NC Real Estate and the services that NC Real Estate offer rather than the brand being Natasha Collins, you know, because I want to help as many property investors and landlords as I can. 
I have the skill set to do that. I have the ability to do that. I know people who come and help. I've got the best coaches in the industry helping me out within the members club. And I've built that through stepping away and having to be completely hands-on and actually looking at my business is like, okay, what are the moving parts? How does this work? How do we fit this all together? Now I'm still learning. I am absolutely still learning and I do also overcommit to stuff. I take on far more than I can chew and then have to take a step back. You know that from a podcast I put out a couple of weeks ago where I was like, ooh, I got a bit burnt out during COVID. Here's what I'm doing about it. It's a complete learning curve. It really is. But seeing other people who've managed to get from that place to a place of absolute business growth is just inspiring. And it shows me what's possible for me and what I can do and what I am looking at going forward. That I don't necessarily think I would have had in the UK. And that's been phenomenal. I just, I, I wonder if, I, if we'd stayed in the UK, whether I'd still be thinking really small-mindedly about my business rather than looking at the growth. And so that's very encouraging. The other thing is New York is just an incredible city. It looks all glittery from the outside. <laughs> when you get down and dirty with it, maybe it's not quite so glittery but there's a community in the city of people who really care about what goes on really care about what goes on in the country really passionate about getting things moving forward in the right way and you see so much so much diversity you experience so many different ways of living and I love that that is the beauty of living in a big city and it's far more integrated than it is in London because people are able to express themselves in far more exciting way I think there's you know you you look at buildings and there's more of an ability to change that around and be transitional with it you've got the big skyscrapers you've got the smaller brownstones and everything everything fits in together and that is great when you're exploring new places and that has also opened my imagination to again what's possible and I'm grateful for that I mean there are always pros and cons of every city that you live in and I have had the benefit of being able to compare New York and London. And that's great. I mean, New York is about three times the amount to live here than it is in London. It's a very expensive cost of living. But you come here and if you work in the city, you earn that much more. And definitely Chris has experienced that. Whereas I'm, I build my business, I'm very much outside of other people's salary bands. So that's not, not comparable in any way, shape or form. But, you know... People come here to really benefit off of that. And I see it. And that's been fantastic. And then we've just been through COVID and the way that this city has responded to COVID and led the way in how you should act to try and stop the spread has also been very encouraging for just seeing how you can create progress. I mean, the progress has slowed down somewhat because I think this is where it's going to stay for a little bit longer. But it's been nice to be part of that. It's been nice to, I guess, 
talk to other people who've been in the same situation. We've been very fortunate with the building that we've lived in, that we've got some really close friends there as well who we've been able to share the experience with because their friends and family have not been uh, close by either. So, you know, whereas a lot of people have been forming bubbles with their families, we are obviously are not in the same country as our family, so our bubble looks slightly different. And that's actually been quite nice because... You know, get to drink wine with them and get to share food with them. And uh, and it's that sort of community environment which brings people together. So the last two years have been really good. And I shared this on Instagram a couple of weeks ago. But one of the things that brought it home to me how just wild it is that we're in New York I went to Jersey to see New York Avenue and the development and Isaac and I just grabbed a snack before I came home and on the way home um, I was being diverted along the 95. I was like, I don't know why I'm being diverted this way. I don't want to get on toll roads. I literally don't want any tolls until I hit the Holland Tunnel. I'll come through and I'll go out the other side. But no, Tesla was rerouting me over... Uh, the George Washington Bridge at the top of Manhattan. I was thinking, oh no, I'm going to take hours, hours to get home from here. But went across the bridge, got rerouted again because um, FDR Drive was out, rerouted down the 9A on the west side of Manhattan. And I thought, oh, I'm going to queue all the way down the west side of Manhattan. And the road was empty. And I could just drive the Tesla at 50, which is a high speed in central Manhattan, all the way down to uh, the World Trade Center. And I had my best of British playlist <laughs> blaring, the windows closed, and I'm driving down the New York skyline. And I was like, this is mad. Absolutely mad. I never stopped to think about how I'd managed to blend both countries together. And at that point in time, I was like, this is my reality right now so there have been some incredible moments since being here some absolutely incredible moments but that was kind of the the highlight and then I got in the uh in the tunnel at the end and the humidity went up and all my windows steamed up I'm like ah! <laughs> oh funny I, I I found it hilarious came out the other side and was like all right, we did it. We came to New York. We've had a good time. We've enjoyed ourselves. So one thing I do want to cover before I leave New York, because this podcast will start being recorded remotely again, is that I, the biggest question that I get asked when people listen to the podcast is, why is it important? Do I make thousands of pounds from it? Um, and how does it all happen? And the one person who's never come on the podcast properly since recording is Josh. Hello, hello. <laughs> <laughs> so Josh produces and edits this podcast. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and you're the owner of this studio. You're in charge. Hey. Yeah, yeah, you've been, it's kind of funny. You've been, your two-year journey uh, in New York has been coincided pretty much with me opening the studio. You were one of my, my first 10 clients. Mm -hmm. So... 
Yeah, yeah. But it's been uh, it's been really cool watching your podcast grow like this entire time, and you'll definitely be missed. You'll definitely, definitely be missed. You know, you know, hoping that you'll come back to New York someday. But mm-hmm. <laughs> and you're still gonna produce my podcast. Right? Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> Please don't tell me you're firing me right now. No. <laughs> Let's, should we go through this a little bit? Like, yeah, sure. The behind the scenes of it, because we've yeah. never done this. Yeah. Firstly, I have to be very honest with everybody. This podcast does not make thousands of pounds. Mm. <laughs> yeah, I think a lot of people come to that realization when they first start out, you know. That's not the, po- the purpose of this podcast. It makes a little bit of money because there's ads running at the start. You'll have got an ad at the start and you will have... Uh, potentially sometimes get a mid-roll ad but probably not on this this podcast but for a while I was running mid-roll ads that makes the ads make roughly one p one penny a listen nothing yeah the ads are like I think a lot of people if you're looking to start podcasting for uh, as it to be a profit making machine, which don't get me wrong, don't get me wrong, it can be that if that's what you absolutely want it to be. But it's like anything else; you need to put in the work in order to get it to to be that. Um, but I would say the overwhelming majority of people, um, especially if you're um, looking and you if you already have a business um, like yourself or a service that you offer, um, I say treat it like it's a loss leader. You know, mm-hmm. it's a, a like most marketing things are. You know. Uh, I think that it is a good way for if you have any sort of business or service that you offer that is like really personal to people where people really only feel comfortable with uh, taking on a service that's similar to yours um, by getting to know the person and really wanting to know the person and trusting the person, then then starting a podcast is a really, really good idea because it is a way for people to get to know you. I mean, if you notice, I mean, yeah, obviously you you tell people about, um, what's it called? You tell people about your services and stuff like that. But really what it is is that people get to know you. Mm-hmm. They get to know your story. And the thing is a lot of people want to get a chance to know people's stories before they deal with them on a professional or on a business level, especially if it comes to anything. You know, real estate's very personal to people. You're either talking about whether it's commercial or or uh, personal real estate. Um, so I think if you are, what's it called? I feel like if you are of a business or, you know, or have a service that you offer, um, I think it's a good way to, for people to get to know, you know, a little bit of the real you and the person behind, you know, the brand, especially nowadays as more people are really wanting to know where they're also want to know where their dollars are going to yeah. and who their dollars are going to as well. So um, that's kind of the way that I view it. Um, but yeah, I mean, starting a podcast is, I mean, it's a lot of work. It's a lot, a lot of work. I think a lot of people just view it as, you know, I mean, I think you're exceptionally great at it. Um, I mean, don't get me wrong. You come prepared, which is something that I always tell people to do because a lot of people think it's just talking into microphones. But uh, but, um, but there's a lot that goes into it, um, especially if you have guests. There's interview, there's, there's interview prep and stuff like that. Um, you have to come prepared with bullet points and stuff and everything. I mean, granted, you, you're practically a pro at this now. So, like, <laughs> <laughs> I've, seen, I've seen you with the ability of being like, oh, I'm going to talk about this topic and I'm just going to run with it. But that also comes from you're talking from places of experience so that you don't have to. It doesn't feel like you need, you're necessarily looking for your next talking point or anything like that. So. Mm-hmm. That's a huge thing because also when you book guests and they don't turn up, mm-hmm. 
and Josh has seen a couple of times when I've come in, I'm like, they cancelled 10 minutes before. And now in the next five seconds, I've got to figure out a new podcast that we're going to run with. Mm -hmm. And and I've seen her do it. And (laughs) and you guys will never know which episodes it is. Because you can't tell that you can't tell that she. Uh... <laughs> I try my hardest to just be like, all right, we'll just do something different. Yeah. But I, I agree with you. This the podcast is is really so that people can get to know me, who I like, and I bring guests that I like, not necessarily guests that are going to impress people. Mm-hmm. That's also a big thing. So I don't go out looking for the biggest names in the industry if I really don't care about them and not in a horrible way but if I don't think they add anything or they don't bring anything to my audience there is no point me having them on just for clicks because their audience is never going to like me and my audience won't get anything from them yeah and that's a really key like important point because like I mean, A, it adds authentic. The whole point of a podcast is that you want it to feel authentic, especially if you're doing an unscripted podcast. Mm -hmm. It's supposed to feel authentic. And one of the things that I think is really smart um, and one of the things that, that I that I know, like we've talked about this before, that you realize, like, not every podcast is meant to have millions and millions of views, mm-hmm. millions and millions of listeners and viewers. Like, it's not about, I always tell people, it's not about, because a lot of people get bogged down in the numbers and they're just like, oh, well, I only have, um, you know, you know, I don't see my numbers growing. And granted, like, yeah, you do want to see your numbers grow. But I always tell people it's not about the raw numbers or how many people exactly how many people are listening it's the quality of the people that you're that are listening to you it's have you built a community are you engaging with these people if there's only 38 people that are listening to your podcast but those 38 people keep returning then you've built something special because let me tell you something in this day and age where content is everywhere it's hard to get 38 individuals to continually tune into you week in and week out like that's no like there's no small feat at all whatsoever. But the bigger thing about it is if you even are looking at it from a uh, business or marketing perspective, you know, you could have a, you know, you see this on Instagram all the time or social media. You see people who have like millions of followers, but not one of them is not one of those people is there to buy something from you or or not mm-hmm. one of those people is like, you know, um, ends up being, you know, if you're if you're equating what you're doing as part of your, you know, starting a podcast, um, as part of sales, you know, and stuff like that, you know, if you're not, what's it called? If none of the people that are listening to you would be a, a potential qualified person who might want to, you know, potentially use your services later on down the road at some point, then, then what are you doing? I mean, you know, you could have all the likes in the world, you could have all the followers in the world, but it really means nothing. Whereas someone could have an audience that is one tenth your size, but most of those people are engaged with what yeah. that person is doing and would be there to support them, you know? So mm-hmm. that I think is a very, very key thing if you're looking at it from like, you know, wanting to start a podcast to help bring some awareness to what you're doing, um, you know, if you have a business or a service that you're offering. Mm-hmm. And you also need to, I find that I need to mix it up because some people love listening to the interview episodes, mm-hmm. whereas other people just like the ones where it's just me riffing on a particular subject. I mean, I know there's some people who are listening who find it hilarious when I start on my rants and, you know. They are funny. <laughs> I get a bit handsy. They are funny. <laughs> Just like all over the place with it. Um, and so, but then you have to have that consistency over the years and you can't show up and be someone that you're not. Mm-hmm. Like what you get right here, 
is pretty much everything that you get from me behind the scenes. Mm, yeah, you're not really different from on or off camera. Um, the other thing you said a keyword there is consistency. Mm-hmm. Like, like the two things that I always try to tell people, like what will make your podcast grow or be successful. I mean, obviously, it's having it's building an engaged community. Um, but the the two things that I always tell people it's consistency and engagement. And consistency is very simple. It's just simply like being like, okay. I'm going to release my episodes. And granted, like you can choose your own release schedule. Like, oh, sure. you know, so you don't necessarily have to do, if you're going to do a podcast, I always tell people fit the podcast around your life. You know, if you don't have it within you to be able to dedicate to being able to put out a podcast every week or whatever, or every couple of days, then do what, do what fits, do what, do what fits best. I mean, obviously the more content, the more frequently you put out content, the more people are going to have the opportunity to see you. So that is better. But also at the same time, I mean, you know, you have to do what works for you. Mm-hmm. So if that's a monthly podcast, if it's a quarterly podcast or something like that, you just have to do what works for you. But the consistency is key because at the end of the day, um, you know, I think about I listen to way too many podcasts than I care to admit. <laughs> um, but, you know, for the ones that are my favorites, you know, like I know that like on, on Monday, I know all these episodes from all these mm-hmm. podcasts are going to be released and like I can get new content then. So people want to be trained and put on a schedule whether they know it or not. So yeah. consistency is very, very key. I'm the same. Or at least if something is going to change or they're just doing seasons, because mm. some people do just do seasons, yeah. then I want to know when the next season is coming out so that I can remember mm-hmm. to listen mm. and okay, fine, I'm not going to be too disappointed next week when that episode doesn't come out. I'll just wait. Mm. But I need to know that kind of thing. I, I, I like, there's there's certain podcasts and some of the podcasts I listen to just have nothing to do with anything that you would expect me to be interested in. But I just enjoy those people's attitudes towards things. So I'm really disappointed if they... Um, if they don't put it out on the, on the right time this week. I listened to a podcast called Jam Session on The Ringer, which Chris is like, Jesus, what is going on here? <laughs> and I love it because they just seem to be my, they're my age. Mm-hmm. They talk about the things that I like to talk about, books, um, current affairs, but in a way that I like to listen to them. And this week they put out the podcast on Monday instead of Tuesday. And I was like, what i clear my schedule on a tuesday to listen to you you. it messes with you i swear (laughs) you know i mean yeah they'll come they'll come days or times when like you know you you know you know things happen Mm -hmm. so like you know if you have to miss a day that you that you meant to put out a podcast it's one thing but yeah i i feel exactly the same way when somebody when i get to go for the podcast that i really really enjoy uh, when they miss the day or they're, or they're like, oh, it's not coming out and they don't give any explanation to why. Like sometimes they'll tell you like, oh, yeah. you know, they'll tell you in advance being like, you know, be like, oh, we're not going to put out the pod on Monday. We're going to put it out on Tuesday. I'm like, that's cool. Fine. Yeah. <laughs> but if I listen to you regularly, <laughs> you better tell me. <laughs> yeah. Thanks for setting my expectations. Yeah. Now I'm frustrated. You better, better tell me. <laughs> oh, man. Is there any um, is there any particular questions that anybody asks you? Like, How do you get started? Okay. What What could you do to get started? So, one thing I always tell people is like the barrier to, barrier to entry f- to get into podcasting is so low. Um, I mean, obviously, like, yes, if you can afford to go to a studio and all that, like, that's great, you know. But essentially, all you need is a, a I would say before you even buy like your first piece of gear or anything like that, mm-hmm. 
find a legitimate quiet space that doesn't sound like you're in an echo chamber. <laughs> um, you know, try to find a place that is, you know, that's why you see a lot of people like recording in their closets, even people from multi uh, who work for like journalists who work like during the pandemic and like for, who work for like multi-billion dollar media companies are recording in their closets, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, because um, the reason is it's a nice tight space. Um, where your voice doesn't echo all over the room or anything like that. That is probably the most important tip that I can give just from a recording aspect. And then after that, I mean, there's lots of different microphones out there, very popular ones. Um, like you could get a USB microphone that goes straight into a laptop. And that's that's all you need if you're just looking to record you. Um uh, in terms of in terms of setting up your podcast, though, a lot of people don't even know like how a podcast actually works in terms of like the back end of things. True. Yeah. yeah. So like w- one of the people like a lot of things people like, well, how does your podcast get to uh, on all these platforms and stuff like that? Um, so how that works is you have a hosting service that you end up going through. There's a bunch of th- there's a bunch of them out there. Um, you know, and if you want me to link to any of them, I could totally mm-hmm. um, uh yeah, let's go provide a list um, for Natasha. But the hosting service is essentially the um, thing that distributes your podcast to all the platforms. And when I say platforms, we're talking about like Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, TuneIn, iHeartRadio, Pandora, all the places where you probably go and listen to this podcast, you know, however you're getting it from. Um, and there's many, like I said, there's many, many different hosting services. Um, some of them have different features that, you know, for di- many different things. But I would say the majority of them do their job pretty well because mostly what you're looking for as a hosting service is making sure that when you get ready or whenever you want your podcast to post, that it actually posts or launches at the time that it's supposed to. If it's mm-hmm. not doing that right, um, then you need to stop using that hosting provider, um, <laughs> SoundCloud. <laughs> 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 you know they're one of the they're one of the lower end ones but um that's one i always tell people yeah don't 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 host through soundcloud um you can post to soundcloud but don't host through soundcloud um the other thing is too is um in terms of like uh the cost for that i mean generally it could be free um i know a lot of people use anchor which is on my list of uh, and i know natasha uses anchor it's on my list um in terms of a free hosting service um, and then there's other ones that are paid as well, but even the paid ones, um, I, in my opinion, I do like the paid ones a little bit more than anchor, but there's, uh, there's various different reasons. And if you want to know about that, I guess you could, if someone wants to email me or something like yeah. that, I can give them, I can give them the reasons why. But, um, for the most part, um, it's relatively cheap. They're like 15 to $20 a month. You're not talking about a huge amount of cost in that, mm-hmm. in that regard. Um, but the biggest thing, I, the biggest thing I want to hammer home to people who are looking to start a podcast is and this sounds like I know this is going to sound really crazy that this is like a major major point know why you're doing the podcast Mm -hmm. because there are a lot of people that start a podcast and they don't have any clear focus or perspective or anything and it just sounds like it becomes like you talking into a microphone and we have no idea like why you're doing this who are you what you're talking about etc really try to figure out why you're doing your podcast um, a lot of people just say, well, I, I you know, there's a lot of uh, there's a lot of reasons that I believe are fine that inspire a podcast like, oh, we have a great group. Me and my me and my friends, we have the greatest group chat. So we want to start a podcast. Um, uh, what's it called? I'm very funny on social media and I get a lot of responses. So someone told me to start a podcast. All those are great inspirations. But no. But if you I've literally had people sit down in the studio for the first time 
and they're getting ready to do their first episode of their trailer or something like that. And the pitch to your audience for the first time, the first thing they say is, yeah, I want to start this podcast because I have a lot of people on social media who think I'm great, you know. And I'm just like, that is not a pitch that anybody is going to feel captivated by. So and so when I say that to say, like, you need to find out why and then turn that into a pitch that is going to grab people's attention. Mm-hmm. You know, it has to be something unique. I mean, I know there's the argument that a lot of people say that podcasts um starting your own podcast is maybe futile because like there are so many out here and it's an oversaturated market. And the truth of the matter is like, that's really not true. If you just look at the numbers, what I will say is, is that there are too many people doing exactly the same thing and not being, and not giving it much thought or creativity to how they're framing, doing their podcast. There's a lot of people that are doing the exact same thing. um, And in a medium where you can really do anything that you want, this flexible audio medium. I mean, visually it's a little bit different, but in, in terms of we're talking strictly the audio, you can really get super creative with 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 how you uh, format your podcast and how it and how it's presented. So, um, so I tell people to think about that and and just really remember like why you're doing the podcast mm-hmm. in general, because in the beginning it's really all about making sure that your content is good and is getting better. Because really that's what it comes down to. You know, when it comes to marketing your podcast, um, a lot of people, there's nothing wrong with having a social media strategy or anything like that. But the one thing I try to tell people about social media when it comes to marketing your podcast, social media is great to tell people that already know about you that you have new stuff coming or something that's new to release. It's not a great way to uh, to find a new audience Um, because I always tell people and I can ask your audience this, too. It's like, when's the last time you listened to a podcast uh, to a new podcast do, because of a social media post. It's and it's never. probably never happened, right? So that's the reason why I tell people who get like too social media heavy when it comes to promoting their podcast. I'm just like, it's it comes down to word of mouth. Like it's a very for for a medium that is relatively new. Um, it's very, very old school in terms of how it spreads. I mean, most of the, I mean, if you look at if anybody out here that's listening right now, if you're what's it called you, the pot your favorite podcast that you listen to someone probably recommended that podcast to you mm-hmm. more so than anything else um it's very because there's so many podcasts it's very hard to find something that you like on on your own you know so more than likely someone reached out to you or you talked to someone and they and they recommended it to you and how do you get recommendations by your content simply being good like if your yeah. content is good and people like it then people will talk about it. But you do need to engage with people in order to get them to talk about it as well. Mm -hmm. And also your content improves over time. If Mm -hmm. you were to go into the deep, dark depths of the NC podcast back 2017, it does not sound anything like it does now. You get my high-pitched, younger me voice, tends to be with Lorenza, tend to be just recording whatever. Now it's a very curated pod we you know you know it touches on relevant subjects you don't have to start off being perfect but you do have to know what people want to listen to you about if I suddenly started talking to you about politics and pretending like I was a real expert on it rather than just occasionally dropping in whatever relevance that has to property you're gonna be like uh it's not what we came to you for Mm mm-hmm (laughs) <laughs> no, but you bring you bring up you bring up a really good point because I think 
a lot of people, um, you know, you should want to make you should want to start off by putting your best foot forward. Mm-hmm. But the idea that you're going to start something new, especially if you've never done any sort of media before, if you've never done any oh, like, yeah. at all whatsoever, like if you've never done any media before, the expectation that you're going to for the first time record like the most amazing podcast episode is is you know your first time second time third time fourth time fifth time sixth time out like it's not it typically doesn't happen unless you have the gift of gab which you know 0.1 percent of us have so uh you know i jokingly tell this to uh just about everybody that's brand new and starting their podcast mm-hmm. for the first time in here i always tell people i'm like oh i always ask them I'm like oh is this your first episode they're like yeah i was just like well don't worry it'll be your worst episode yeah <laughs> you know yeah. I was just like, so I was just like, because I can see like a lot of people are very, very nervous when they're recording for the first time. I was like, don't worry, this will be the worst one. But like, don't worry, it'll it'll get better from here. That is so good. (laughs) I mean, you can. It's I leave everything up. Go back and listen to the first episode. Don't judge me on the first episode, (laughs) though. But you can go back and you can see the difference between me now and us recording it here to me recording it wherever I, I don't remember where I recorded the first podcast episode, but it will show you that difference as well. And it's okay to progress. Mm -hmm. You know, we don't all start off being the best at everything. Yeah, And you should be able to see that difference too. That's a big, that's a big, big thing. I mean, if you're still making the same mistakes or, 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 or you're still doing things exactly the same way that you were years ago and you're in episode 300 and it still feels like episode one, you, you, you know, maybe you should stop doing it. <laughs> <laughs> Find your other medium. Yeah. Find another medium. It's fine. You don't have to keep going. Mm-hmm. But also, even with c- celebrities, when you listen to their podcast and they put out these new pods and you think, ooh, that wasn't what I was expecting. They still have it too, even though they would have more. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, I've seen, so there are plenty of celebrities that have had podcasts that just completely tank. Mm-hmm. And the reason is for it is because, I mean, sometimes like, you know, one of the, like, you know, one of these podcasting networks will be like, you know, being like, okay, this is a big name. We, we want them to have a show or whatever. Um, and they completely, it, it, what's it called? It completely fails. I mean, and in, in a large part, um, it's one of the things that not that I wish for celebrities to necessarily fail, but it's one of the things that I think should be encouraging for anybody that wants to start a podcast, because yeah. the the playing field in terms of like um, it, it really does sort of become in a way more like a, a meritocracy in a way, you know, like if your content is good and you're good at what you do um, and you are taking some steps to market yourself correctly, don't get me wrong, mm-hmm, that does mm-hmm. that does matter. But you know, if your content is really, really, really good, it will rise. Like there, there's no reason why it shouldn't, as long as you're putting some effort into making sure that people are are listening. And, you know, especially the people that you know, you know, mm-hmm. are listening because those are the people that end up growing your your podcast. But, but yeah, I mean, that's that's one of the things that I feel is really very fair about this whole sort of thing. I mean, don't get me wrong. Like when a celebrity, you know, does have a podcast, they'll they'll easily start off with like thousands and thousands and thousands yeah. of listeners. But the reason why they stop it is because you know gradually, if the if the content is not improving and it you know, um, you'll see their numbers drop off mm-hmm. very very quickly. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It's true. That is true. And there's some there's some people who I cannot listen to their podcast. And it doesn't mean that I'm not a big fan. It just means just not the way in which I want to 
consume your content. Exactly. Not everybody's a speaker either, so. That's yeah. That's true, and they try and be too funny, or they try and yeah. <laughs> essentially, don't be someone you're not mm-hmm. on a podcast. Is there anything else that people should know? I mean, we've covered the monetary side of things. We've covered. Hmm. I mean, there's so much. I mean, I could talk about this for literally hours. There's so much to say. I'm trying to think of like what would be the. I'll give people my number one piece of advice. Mm-hmm. I really will I'll give people number one piece of advice. So if you're starting a podcast, and I always tell people like this is like sort of, and this is a content tip that I give pretty much everybody that comes in here. If you're doing a podcast, um, the one thing you want to make sure that you're not doing, or the, um, or the, let me put it this way, the one thing you want to make sure that you do want to do is acknowledge the audience from time to time. Mm-hmm. That is something, and you want to do it directly and indirectly. The reason why I, I really, really try to hammer this point home to people is because to me, like, this is like the secret Jedi mind trick of good content. Like people, even though people are, are, are tuning into you, they secretly, whether they know it or not, in the back of our, I don't know, reptilian brains or whatever, we want to be acknowledged that we're listening. Mm-hmm. We want to be acknowledged that we're there. Um, and by simply, you know, even just repeating phrases like the people out there that are listening, you know, just simply saying little phrases like that will make the content more enjoyable for people because it brings Mm -hmm. them into the discussion. It brings them into whatever it is that you're doing. Um, It it doesn't become this like, you know, one of the things that I think that you do so well is that you make it, what's it called? People, even when you're, you know, having your, uh, your rants, (laughs) (laughs) you know, you're still, you're still, you still, you still throughout the podcast acknowledge that people are listening to you. You know that they're there. Mm-hmm. And, and these are mostly indirect ways of acknowledging people. The other way, the other way of also doing it is uh, is the direct way of acknowledging people. And this way has uh, what I call like an exponential effect as well. You know, because like uh, when, you, when you acknowledge the audience directly in the sense where if you're just like, hey, if you guys want to know more about this, you can reach out to me. This is my email address. We'd love to hear more about you. We'd love to hear from you. So when someone eventually um, does respond to you, you can then use that as extra content on the show. That's, some, that's time you get to fill that you mm-hmm. didn't net, that you don't have to come up with more content for. So you get that out of the way. Two, you're, you're sending a call to action. So people, you're, that's engagement, you know, because going back to my consistency and engagement thing that I mentioned before. And then number three, they end up, beca- they end up becoming your best marketers in that situation. Because think of it this way. If you ever called into, I would say, if you ever called into a radio show or something like that, got on or something, and you know, you talk to the host and after after that, you're super excited because yeah. you got a chance to be on the show. And then you then you tell everybody like, hey, what's it called? If you missed it or whatever, they're going to replay me being on the show. You know, that's free marketing. Mm-hmm. That is free marketing. That's the type of word of mouth marketing that I'm, that ends up growing your podcast. So if there's so if there's anything like one tip that you can that I give out to everybody, I swear to God, it is the. It is and why that's the reason why I say it's the number one tip because it does so many things for a podcast. I swear to God, if you do that one thing, <laughs> like I won't say that you can't fail, but you know you should be doing you. It's a it should do you right. Like you should that will definitely work. So make sure that you acknowledge the audience because at the end of the day, like a podcast is not about it's not really about you. It's about the listeners. Mm-hmm. You're doing this to you're doing this to reach people. Yep. 
And what's it called? If you're just sitting around and having a conversation amongst yourself or amongst your amongst your friends and you're never inviting the audience into what you're doing, then then they're going to feel isolated and then you're never going to see the growth that you want. That is awesome advice. Awesome advice. And also for all of you, I know that this may come as a shock. And if you've ever tried hitting reply on my podcast mail outs and actually emailed me, those of you that are shocked when I email back and say, hey, it is me. I had someone today who emailed me and said, he, he did a reply on the email and he's like, I know I'm just gonna get a mailing system. And I wrote back, I see you with the googly eyes. And he was like, oh my God. <laughs> It, we do see it we do see it and I do acknowledge you and I find it hilarious when people email me back as if I'm not sat there reading it when you do email and see real estate you know my team and I see everything it doesn't just go in some spam junk box we see you so do get in contact with us because we love it as well it does make that certainly made me chuckle today <laughs> and it was just because I was in a funny mood mm. and I thought this will freak him out because he mm. thinks that I'm not there. If you actually have real replies, it goes a long way. <laughs> oh, Josh, this has been awesome. Yeah. Thank you for making my podcast awesome as well. No, thank you. It's been a, it's really been a pleasure these two years. It really, really has. And long may this partnership continue, mm. no matter where in the world. Yeah, we are. I mean, I mean, it's not. I mean, the partnership's not over, but like, you <laughs> know, <laughs> I know, I know. After two weeks, you know, it's good. It's good. I'll get it. I'll get a an episode in my inbox that I have to take. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yes, and we will continue it. But that being said, guys, because I'm moving, and this is going to be the first time. In three years that I have done this, I'm going to take two weeks off the podcast. <gasps> That's it for the next two weeks. I'm having a break because I just physically cannot fit into my schedule. Packing up, moving house um, and podcasting at the same time because we are probably going to be a week without internet. Maybe not that long, but you know, I'm going to just forecast for it. I'm going to take it a little bit easier than what I have done before and I'll be back in two weeks time I actually do have some amazing guests lined up for the middle to end of October as well so you guys are just going to be spoiled for content but in the meantime I need to make sure my family gets moved and that we are all packed up and we are ready to explore pastures new so for the next two weeks go back and listen to all the amazing content that I have put out. I have had some fabulous guests on this podcast. Go back the last two years, especially there has been some incredible, incredible content. Have a listen. Enjoy it. Please also rate, review this podcast. It helps other people find it. And yeah, if you email natasha at ncrealestate.co.uk, let me know how you find the podcast. I'd love to hear from you. Thank you, Josh. It's been a pleasure. Thank you, everybody, for listening today. I cannot wait to catch up with you again in two weeks' time. Bye.